Good evening. Welcome to From the Couch Sports. It is I, Jerome. And tonight I have with me Karen. What's up, buddy? Nice to have you back in the host chair. Oh, man. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> Eric's going to be so upset when the people resoundingly demand that I come back to this seat. Any hoozles. Uh, Eric We're actually is... going to get the Manscaped sponsorship now <laughs> after this one. I mean, hey, is it my fault that they want someone with personality hosting? Or someone with ball hair that can actually use their product. This is this is true. This is true. God, he's like a shorn child. It's unfortunate. Um, anyway, Eric is out of town for the week. So uh, we are going to do a nice little concise show straight to the point. No meandering like it happens with Eric. Uh, we're going to have a nice good show for you, gentlemen and ladies out there. So. Karen, did you did you have some some stuff you wanted to start off with? Yeah, we're gonna bring back uh, a bit a bit of a throwback here for from the couch. We're gonna answer the internet. Oh uh, my instead, god, I love answering the internet. Yep, and instead of uh, you know the off brand what Eric would do, but it was basically the same thing. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> it's not. It's not gonna get as weird. There's just a couple of ones that I thought were pretty funny here. Uh, uh, first the, one, Rome. But everybody loves it when we get weird. Exactly. But these ones, I think, will just. Spark good conversation. Uh, first one, though, Rome, if you had to win a game show to stay alive, which game show would you choose? Okay. Can we be real quick? Like, get, like the Bachelorette and the Bachelor is technically a game show. So. No, I mean, I'm talking like, like uh, Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Family Feud. Oh, man. It'd be Jeopardy. Really? I know it sounds crazy, but uh, yeah. It, I just feel like it's that's a tough one because you're competing against other people. For me, it's I know, but I'd be, be competing against other people similar to me. There. I mean, I don't know if that's always the case, but I don't know. Wheel of Fortune seems like too random. No, Wheel of Fortune, no. But who wants to be a millionaire for me for sure? Because I feel like that's like Jeopardy, but there's no one else. And you get cheat codes i guess you get your lifelines you get the phone a friend you get the 50 50 i mean figure out what the third one is to be fair though let's let's just think about this real quick if you walk away with money does that technically mean you win and therefore don't die no like you have to so if you're on jeopardy you have to come in first right because so everyone on jeopardy if you're, jeopardy if you're on if you're on on millionaire i have millionaire. to win the million dollars and you think you could do that oh yeah only if regis is asking me the questions though i that's my one stipulation he's been dead for seven years I know we need okay. to ride. That's why this is never going to happen. We need to raise him from the dead in order for me to save my own life. There's a movie. I'd risk, right I'd risk a zombie outbreak to make that happen. <laughs> All right. What's the next question? Uh, next one. This is a fun one. Um, if you were thrown into one of the four major sports leagues, what sport and position do you think you would be realistically the most successful at? Uh, oh, absolutely. NFL fullback. I was thinking this too. I, I'm not big enough to be a fullback, but I can just run into shit. Like right now, as I stand, I'm 5'11", 230. Like I could do that. You might be too tall. No, I can get low. Yeah, I played. I played fullback in college. Like I know, I could. I could. Well, I played tailback, but still, like I wasn't. <laughs> I was also a buck. So you, you, were, you were. You were a skinny fullback. 
I was a buck 75. That's why they have me a tailback, but I was a blocking tailback. That it's neither here nor there. I have, I have the, I have the, 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 the frame for it now as a, as a fully grown man. Um, I'd be older than most of the NFL, but I feel like I could, I could survive. I would think either that like fullback, just cause there's not a lot you have to do other than just run downhill. And that's true. about it. That's true. Just block, just yeah. block. And that's it. Um, for you, I could definitely see you as a Dallas cheerleader. No, that counts, um, I right? was thinking <laughs> I was thinking either fullback or placeholder. So you wouldn't play any other sport. What do you mean? No, but like like you would go for NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK. I think that's where I, that has the more opportunity to have success just because there's more positions. Like I'm not going to say that's here very and be true. Like, that's oh, very I think true. I can skate enough to actually do OK, like to be successful in the NHL. No, can't skate for shit. I mean, if, if you could be a goalie, then it doesn't matter how, how well you skate. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely not anything to do with basketball or baseball, though. That's I might be the worst baseball player ever. I don't know. Eric was pretty terrible in softball. That's fair. Couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> a, wet, a wet paper bag. Wet paper bag, for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, what's the third one? Last one here. This one might be my favorite. Um, so if you could pick one person, alive, dead, fictional, real, to represent you in a trial by combat, who would it be? Uh, Bruce Lee. Johnny Cage. You're going for Johnny? Okay. <laughs> I went quasi-realistic. I should have gone all the way and said Kratos, but okay. Ah, oh, Kratos is a good one. Kratos was a good one. That would have been a better one. But I was, I was also thinking Thor for you. Uh that you know what I, I for some reason I still I <laughs> I completely disavowed like I was thinking he's real but he's dead uh Bruce Lee but no those are good those are fucking good choices you can't you can't have hair and facial hair like you do and not pick Thor I feel like no it's this is this is a very good point it's a very <laughs> good point I I need to work on my Thor voice a little bit more yeah, it's a work it's a work in progress you're you're one French braid away from full Ragnarok but oh God. <laughs> Someday, someday. When you you have children and you can embarrass them. Exactly. (laughs) All right, folks. So we've answered the internet and now on to the most important stuff. Fantasy football. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. I promise you. So I proposed uh, a little challenge for Kieran and I for today. uh, Something that I haven't heard of other podcasts doing, uh, articles doing. Um, I, I challenged us to pick out the best divisions in the NFL for fantasy football. And this is what we came up with. Karen, why don't we start off with you? Mm-hmm. In your opinion, what's the best division for fantasy football? So this, this is a tough one, and I was kind of um, waffling a little bit here. Uh, but I, but I think the answer just based on, I mean, I know you crunched all the numbers. I didn't have the patience to do that. Um, so I was just going off of, you know, just past performances, guys I've seen play, uh, guys I've played against. Um, and I'm going to go with the AFC West. I mean, I think they have the quarterback position locked up, um, especially now that Russ has entered the chat in the AFC West, as, as the kids say. Uh, but, not, and then, you know, <clears throat> not to mention, I, I I think the quarterback position in on every single one of those teams is solid. Yeah. 
for sure. Even, you know, Carr being the, the weakest out of the four of them. But I mean, if you put Carr in any other division, I think he's number one or two in most other divisions in the NFL. So the quarterback position is obviously great. Defenses do leave a little bit to be desired. I feel like uh, the, the Chargers carry a lot of the weight uh, in, on the defensive side of the ball. But obviously for fantasy football, that's not going to, you know, always win, it, win or lose you a week or, or a championship. Um, but I think a lot of the flex positions as well. Um, really good tight ends in that division, awesome wide receivers, and a solid cast of running back. So I think for, for me, just based on, you know, eye test and, and past experiences, it's, it's got to be the AFC West for me. All right. Now, who, in your opinion, is the worst? So, uh, worst for me, and I know we talk shit about them all the time, but the NFC East. There's okay. a there's a few shiny spots on the turd, but I think by and large, you know, most of the Giants and football team, I'm probably not going to touch. Cowboys obviously have a few. Uh, CD Lamb be, probably being the best here. Uh, I talked about Tony Pollard last week. Um, and the Eagles, obviously, uh, Hertz is fantastic. Miles Sanders, um, is it Devonta Smith, the wide receiver? Devonta, yeah. Devonta Smith. Um, so th- there's, there's a couple, you know, good bright pieces spots. there that can, yeah, yeah, a couple bright spots that can definitely help out your lineup week over week. But defensively, there's really not a whole lot. Um, <clears throat> and outside of really one quarterback, I'm not even going to, sit here and pretend like Dak is a good fantasy quarterback. He's not. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think the NFC, the NFC beast is, is going to leave a lot to be desired fantasy wise and football wise and wins wise. It is, it is really interesting wise that you said that. So um, folks, uh, Karen was right. I did crunch numbers. So I thought to myself, how do I, how would I answer this question if I was Eric? Right. And cause it's all <laughs> about the numbers. Um you know, and I'm more of the about feeling and everything like that, but I kind of wanted to combine yeah. the two. So uh, I looked up um, uh, a very reliable top 200 players in the NFL. And I decided that I would look at the top 100 players and assign them an aggregate value. So the first 20 in that hundred would have five points and so on and so forth. Okay. And I crunched the numbers. And upon finishing that, I thought to myself, well, I have, I have a list of 200, so why not, why don't I take it further? So um, where a five was in the top 100, they were actually 10 and so on and so forth. And I broke it down. Every 20 players gets a, a no- lower number from 10 down to one uh, for the top 200 players. And that yielded some very, very interesting results. Karen, would you like to hear those results? I am on the edge of my seat you the absolute edge i can tell if you had a tail it'd be wagging okay <laughs> here we go so the best division in the nfl according to my aggregate scores looking at the top 200 fantasy football players now i also want to be clear i was looking at a ppr breakdown with quarterback scoring six points per touchdown which is the way we run our league it's not for everybody, but it is aggregate to how we score our players in our league. All right. And came down to the best division in the NFL is the NFC West uh, with a score of 176. Huh. I mean, it was it was 176 is the, is the largest score by far. The next closest 
was the a at the NFC West and NFC North of the 147 as a score. really yes it wasn't even fucking close um where was the AFC West in that 176 the AFC West oh you said NFC West sorry sorry my bad okay yeah, I was the, like the wait, AFC, the West NFC West is <laughs> easily number one um it wasn't even close for everybody else uh yeah. so many valuable players uh throughout um it was it was actually quite amazing um Concurrently, the worst division in the NFL by far, and wasn't even close, was the AFC South with yeah. a score of 101 in terms of value. And in that, in that division had the least valuable fantasy team in the NFL, the Texans. Houston, yeah. The Texans. They only, yeah, it was, it was, uh, they only had one player in the top 100 fantasy players. And that was Brandon cooks. That was it. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a, it was a very eye opening experience to go through this. The most valuable team in the NFL fantasy wise. Care to guess. I'm going to say the Rams or the chargers. Nope. Cowboys. Really? With a score of 49. Huh? They have one player in the top 20. One player in the top 40, one player in the top 80. Um, yeah, I mean, just they had a ton, they had, they had players all over. Uh, hmm. now say what you will about it. Um, based on what the information that I had, the numbers that I crunched up, the Cowboys were the most valuable fantasy team in the NFL. Uh, the NFC Beast. Uh, had an aggregate score of 135 compared to as, in terms of value overall among all four teams compared to the 101 for the NFC South. There's actually, well, a yeah, number- I guess that makes sense when you have the, when they're the, the team who is, you know, numbers wise considered the most valuable team in that division, you're obviously not going to come in last, but <clears throat> I feel like that goes to show that they were what 135. So they're 40 points back of first place. That just goes to show you how, bad fantasy wise you know the other three teams are yep it's quite interesting um it was really what what i also i thought was interesting is that the the nfc conference overall the four divisions uh the east had a score of 135 north had 147 the west had 147 and the south had 124 compare that to the afc east had 140 uh north had 128 the South had 101 and the West had 176. So the AFC shows that it is very unbalanced. Um, yeah. The NFC showed that it is a lot closer than you would think it is in terms of the value of the divisions and the teams. And surprisingly, despite the fact that everybody's talking about how, you know, you know, and I've been one of them, that the Packers have been absolutely decimated. It is amazing that because they still have Aaron Rodgers. He does significantly raise the value of the people around him. Mm-hmm. That tells you that For sure. the people that make lists like this, they're saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to get shit done with what he has regardless. Now, you know, whether or not that actually like comes Brady. through Reggie, it's the Brady effect. Yeah, it is the Brady effect. I mean, the Buccaneers have a, again, a ton of talent, two players in the top 20. And you've never heard of them. I mean, it's talking about Leonard Fournette and, right. and Mike Evans, but 
Um, but I mean, do I agree with that? No, but you know, I took the, the, the information that I had in front of me and I, and I made something out of it. Um, much like Aaron Rodgers, much like Aaron Rodgers. Some would call you the Aaron Rodgers of this podcast. Wow. Uh, it's the hair. You're it's the hair. This is mean. That was just mean, man. <laughs> I do. I do have to take that back. Cause that, that was extreme. That might've been the meanest thing I've ever said to you. I apologize. That was too far. I'm sorry. Let's go back to um, the main point. Obviously, the, the most valuable division in the NFL um, would be the NFC West. So looking AFC. at aggregate scores, uh, the AFC West has the Broncos with a score of 46, Chargers with a score of 45, the Chiefs with a score of 39, which is very clear. They've been gutted this year. Yeah. Uh, and what? And not, not only were they gutted, but what they were replaced with mm-hmm. wasn't very valuable. Um, and the Raiders with a score of 46 tied with the Broncos. Um, I did not expect that for the Raiders. I guess adding, um, uh, Devante. Yeah. Was, it was a big factor in that too. I, forgot I, mean, about, I always forget about that. That happened too early on in the off season. So like I said before, um, I scaled everything points wise. If you were in the top 20, you got 10, so on and so forth. So here's the list out for the Raiders. They had a 10 an eight an eight an eight, a seven, a four and a one adding everybody up to a 46. So it's really, it's really not that bad when you compare to like the chiefs, they have a nine and eight and eight, a six, a four, a three, and a one chargers have two tens, a nine, eight, a four, three, one. And the Broncos have a nine, nine, eight, seven, six, five, two. I can, I can see where the nerd gets, gets his jollies off. Uh, you know, yeah. it is, it is very interesting. I'm not sexually aroused. It's just very interesting. I'm sure it, Eric is just going to savage himself on the in, in the in the woods thinking about this when he when he listens to it tomorrow. Oh uh, no, he 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 put a hole straight through a tree, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll, and, we'll, we'll we'll give him a moment. We'll give Eric a moment right now because he'll he'll be listening to this. I'm sure we'll give him a moment, buddy. Clean up. It's okay. Just us. It's fine. Let the give shame wash over you. Just give you a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, any, any, any final, any final notes? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving right along in, into my state, my case. Bruce, help me out here. Huh? Well, guy dresses up like a bat clearly has issues. <laughs> so here's my case. Uh, earlier, I mentioned my system for ranking the fantasy values of teams in the NFL and the Cardinals surprised me with the value that has been set for them with that value being uh, they had an aggregate score of 46, tying the Broncos and the Raiders as far as uh, valuable teams, right? Um, clearly not the 49 that the that the Cowboys are, but still. Um, my case is that I do not feel that their offense can support such a supposed fantasy-rich value, right? And here's why. Uh, the Cards ranked eighth in offense last year, and yet they ranked third on my list in terms of fantasy value overall for the NFL with eight players being drafted in the top 200, three of which in the top 100, I feel that the offense does not have the means to deliver on fantasy value for the projected total. Don't hear what I'm not saying. There are legitimate stars on this team, but as a whole, I feel there's an overvalue qualification Um, with D hop suspension. There are certainly some vacated targets. Um, but I have my doubts that Hollywood Ertz 
uh, old man green and Rondale Moore can make up for his dominant play. James Connor had an amazing amount of TDs in the red zone, but it's statistically unlikely that he'll have a reprisal of that. Finally, little man Murray received a huge contract inspection. And we all know it's kryptonite to QB stats when they get paid big money. It's not a fucking secret. It happens every single time. If Murray's production slows, it means that there will be a smaller pie for all the pass catchers to share, effectively bringing them all down in the process. What do you think? No, I mean, I, I certainly get what you're saying. I think it's funny. I think if you had told me this last year before the season, I may not have been convinced just because it was a contract year for Kyler. So he was going to play well. James Conner was, you know, a, a big force in a new system. Like you said, he got a bunch of touchdowns in the red zone. But I think now a lot of that, and, you know, they had D hop. Um, but now he's gone. And I feel like it's not whoever <clears throat> ha- has the rankings in there, um, you know, whoever made those, I think is kind of maybe thinking that once D hop is back, it's going to get a lot better, which it definitely will. But, I think, you know, the fact that he's at how many games is he out? Is it five games he got? Six. Six. Okay. So he's out for. I mean, he's going to appeal, but right now it's six. Right. And it's never, I don't know. I feel like appeals don't work unless you're Tom Brady, but I digest. D hop's going to be out. Even if it's not six, if it's four or five, that's still a lot of targets that he's missing. Um, I'm not exactly sure what their schedule looks like, but that could be, that could prove very disheartening for that team. Um, which is going to result in other you know, parts of their offensive game faltering. Um, like you said, Ertz um, can help pick up some of that slack as well. They have an okay receiving core. I don't think there, any of them are going to get, you know, maybe combined they might get D-hop numbers, but unless you have all three of them on your team, it's still not going to equal one D-hop. And like you said, Kyler Murray, it's what, eight years, $250 million, I think 130 is guaranteed. Yeah, that's. I'm not trying my hardest for uh, <laughs> if I know if I know I'm getting over half my contract guaranteed, and all I got to do is watch four hours of tape a week. Oh man, <laughs> the the cards are up against it. So yeah. listen to this. I mean, and, and, I mean, it's like, <clears throat> and and there there is potential here too. You know, with with Russ out of Seattle, that's one less monster they got to deal with. They're dealing um, with a monster already. The Super Bowl champs. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, before they had to deal with Russ, they had to deal with the Super Bowl champs, and they had to deal with a Niners team that, you know, seemed to be unstoppable. You know, went to the NFC Championship game last year and, and made a game of it. And now that team's, you know, starting to strip away. Jimmy G's on his way out. There's no more Russ. So I think, you know, while I am convinced, I think there's a potential that they could put up some big numbers just because of the what the division looks like now as compared to last year. I'll tell you what, they're going to need to. Week one, they got the Chiefs <laughs> at home. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and I see you and I raise you. They go to Las Vegas next. Oh, gee. Okay, so yeah, so they, have, so they have the AFC West this year. And then they play the Rams at home. And then they go to Carolina to pay the Panthers. That's probably a win. Then they play the Eagles, which at home, which the Eagles could win. They could win. Um, 
Then they go to Seattle, play the Hawks. Then they play the Saints at home. Then they play Minnesota. Then they play Seattle at home. And then they travel to L.A. to play the Rams. And then they play the San Francisco at home. And then the Chargers week 12 at home. Week 14, uh, 13, they have the bye. 14, they play the Patriots. And then it's Broncos, Bucks, Falcons. That's a win for everybody. 49ers <laughs> is the last game week 18. That's that's a fucking schedule, dude. It's a tough schedule. And like the their non-division games are not gimmies. No. At all. It's tough. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm, I'm definitely convinced. I think they're very much over, especially given the schedule. Now mm. that we have the full picture here, you know, the, the division I is really the only argument. The division isn't what it was a year ago or even two years ago. Um, but their non-division games are, that's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, you can beat, you can beat up on Seattle and San Francisco all you want, but then at the end of the day, best case scenario, you're four and 13. You know, like, yeah, it's very true. Any other notes? I don't think so, man. Um, man, that, that was Johnny, quick. Did that Johnny, feel like it was quick? It is. And Johnny Goudreau, if you're listening, and I know that you are, uh, you're dead to me. And I'll be seeing you October 30th at The Rock when you come back to, to meet your maker, bud. So, uh, fuck you. Yeah. For, you're for talking those to do- my friend all wrong. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Johnny Goodrow is a very, very good hockey player. Grew up in Southern New Jersey. Uh, went to Boston College. Was drafted by Calgary's. Played there for Christ almost ten years now. I think uh, came up as a free agent. Said he was out of. <clears throat> said he was out of Calgary. He was going to test free agency. Tested free agency. The front runners were New Jersey and Philly. Obviously, being from Southern New Jersey, Philly and Jersey makes a lot of sense. And then in the 59th minute of the 11th hour, Columbus came in, offered him a deal, and he just took it. Uh, thus, ripping my beating heart straight out of my body like a tribal chief in Indiana Jones. What a reference. Yeah. Wow. So I think, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us again. We are posting a little bit more on TikTok. We're going to try and get people more involved, try and get some more listeners. Try and make something out of this in this crazy world that we're living in. Football is around the corner. Fantasy football is around the corner. Get ready. It's coming. Have a good night, everybody. Say, Say good night, Karen. Good night, Kieran. <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs>